0: no matter where you go
1: brand new episode of Exploited, the show where we talk about exploitation and cult films. I'm Alexis Chowski.
2: And I couldn't decide whether I wanted to be a doctor, a rock star, or just a race car driver, so I decided to do all three.
1: Yeah. And I'm re- Kevin Daly. And we have a guest with us again, Charlie. My
3: name is Charlie McMullen, and I came for the nonsense.
1: Yeah. So this there week... There was
3: a pre- pregnant pause there, Charlie. <laughs> oh, you have no idea how pregnant.
1: This week, Weird 80s Nonsense, we are doing The Adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai Across the 8th Dimension, 1984, directed by W.D. Richter.
3: He's a rocker. Doctor.
1: Don't talk on that, you never know what it might be attached to.
3: Inventor. Activate oscillator. He's the sound barrier.
0: Philosopher. No matter where you go, there you are.
3: The only hero, Buckaroo. Buckaroo. Buckaroo.
4: Curse you, Bonsai!
3: Who can save us all?
4: Evil, you are a from the eighth dimension. Bam
3: him! Launch
0: thermal pod.
3: Buckaroo Bonsai, is pure nutty fun. Buckaroo,
0: you what? got your thruster. Why don't you all for what?
3: The cult sci-fi classic. Run, run! In a dimension,
0: all its own. Real life Martians landing in New Jersey. Oh
4: We will a beam weapon. Vaporize the whole damn planet.
0: If we blow this today, up. there ain't no tomorrow.
4: Laugh, I said, laugh, this is left! I mean my left,
0: my left, go your right. Buckaroo. president's calling about is everything okay with the alien space club from Planet 10, or should we just go ahead and destroy Russia? Tell him us yes on one and no on two. <laughs> the adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai. Which was yes, destroy Russia or uh, number two.
1: Who only directed one other movie, Late for Dinner in 1991. He was mostly a writer. He wrote uh, 1978's Invasion of the Body Snatchers, uh, the Dracula in 1979 with Frank Langella. He wrote um, a John Carpenter movie that we'll discuss oh, did he now. <laughs> yes, he wrote Big Trouble in Little China. How about that? Yep. What? Uh, yeah, he directed *Buckaroo Banzai*. Then he wrote *Big Trouble in Little China*, and then he went on to write *Needful life. Things* and *Home for the Holidays*.
2: Is it *Needful Things* a Stephen King adaptation? The Stephen King joint, yeah.
1: Yeah, with Max von Sydow. Ooh. I think and, yeah. And J.D. Walsh.
3: It was. A, it was a great book. It was not such a great movie, though. Oh,
1: that's <laughs> that sounds about par for the, for Stephen King adaptations. Yeah, I think it's a Mick yeah. Garris film, actually. But so uh cast we have Robocop himself, Peter Weller has Buckaroo Banzai. It's kinda of not the recognizable. Cast. No, he's not. He's so young. Like smooth too. So in our- like he he looks
3: he looks more smooth in this movie than he does in Robocop after his face is literally smoothed over the, <laughs> the robotic insides.
2: I know, he's
1: kinda hot, not gonna lie. Yeah. We've got. John. I really
3: enjoyed revisiting this because I like. I had forgotten all of the goddamn like people that pop up in this.
1: Oh, it has everybody. We have John Lithgow. It's Doctor Emilio Lazardo slash Lord John Warfin.
2: Who was chewing all of the scenery and?
3: Oh, dude! Like and I, I and can objectively because John Lithgow. Uh, John Lithgow is an Academy Award caliber actor. I can say this is not his best acting of his career, but it is by far most John Lithgow acting of his career like everything I love about the
1: man is right here then we have Ellen Barkin has Penny Pretty which is that's but they named this character For some reason yeah
2: oh and technically the the twin as well though she uh oh.
1: missed not appearing in this film she's apparently in some like uncut um you know stuff that they shot that's only on I, some DVD flashback or something yeah where we
3: did, can we all can we all objectively agree that few people have ever been hotter than Ellen Barkin in 1984
1: she is i mean she's real thin
3: yeah but, a little thin for the time but i mean like this this character w- was ridiculous from the start and she pulled it off great
1: but i guess um if we're to accept that this character starts off as a homeless woman i get the the emaciated <laughs> look <See? laughs> Well, she's also from what did she say, Wyoming, and we we know
2: what they like to do up in Wyoming.
3: Yeah,
2: it's meth. I'm I'm talking (laughs) heard that. I'm like, like, what what do they do in Wyoming? Meth. Meth. (laughs) We're talking meth. I'm I'm talking about meth.
1: And then we have Jeff Goldblum as Dr. Sidney Zweibel, aka New
2: Jersey. But he wears a fucking cow like (laughs) cliche cowboy outfit like the whole movie.
1: Oh yeah, but like lambs. he pretty much wears the
2: cowboy
3: outfit that. Paul Rubens wore for that scene.
1: Yeah.
2: Fucking uh what's Lawrence Fishburne's character on oh, oh, Cowboy Curtis. Cowboy yeah, Curtis. He's
3: basically dressed a lot like Cowboy Curtis cuz he thought there was going to be a rehearsal because Buckaroo Banzai is just on paper every actor's dream. He's uh he's a musician, he's a physicist, he's a neurosurgeon, he's a test pilot. Uh there's a comic book based on him like so many different characters in one, like so many movies are happening at the same time here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: he's previously- gotta be, ex-
3: speaking of meth,
2: he's gotta be exhausted doing all of these things. Motherfucker doesn't sleep.
1: Yeah, uh, we previously saw Jeff Goldblum in Death Wish on this show.
2: Yeah. It's a little bit different role. Yeah. Role.
1: Then we have Christopher Lloyd has drawn Big Booty or Big Pootay, if you prefer. Big Big
2: booty, yeah. Not big booty, I'm like, He gets very uh, upset about
3: that.
1: Yeah. Uh, we have Robert Ito as Professor to- Tohichi Hakata. Um, He was Mr. Miyagi in the animated series for The Karate Kid. He is the voice of Mr. Miyagi on the
3: yep. animated show. Yep. Uh, the The voice that, that he gives this character is one of a few... Exaggerated accents. My The only thing about this movie that doesn't really age well is there's a lot of cartoonish accents on display here. Oh,
1: there are. Um, Robert Ito also, he voiced a character named uh, Henry Chan in a show called The Amazing Chan and the Chan Clan, which I had to look into what that is, and it's about Charlie Chan and all of his kids named Chan that travel around in the Chan van to solve mysteries. And I don't know yeah, why yeah. I sound there's that. There's not funny.
3: one part of that I don't like.
2: Yeah. Uh, let's see. Scooby-Doo meets the Partridge family with Charlie Chan.
1: Yeah, All pretty much. Board the Chan van, I say. Board the Chan van. It's part of the Supervan Extended Universe.
2: There's a, it's not a van, but there is some sort of transport in the other movie
3: we we're doing this week.
1: Yeah. There's Clancy Brown as Rawhide, one of my favorite actors.
3: Lancy Brown is the shit. I was so happy to—I had forgotten he was in this too. I was like, saw his name come up. I was like, oh yeah, fucking ride. Yeah, he's cool in this. Yeah,
1: we unfortunately,
2: have. Unfortunately, he's uh, one of the few who do not make it out.
1: Yeah, that's. And then we have Dan Hidea as one of the Johns.
2: Yes, uh, we have two actors from Swimfan in this movie. Can't... No 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 not not in this movie. This week we have two acts. This week,
1: yeah, this week we have yeah. a, as another swim fan alumni in the in next the next but, yes. episode.
2: <laughs> i was getting the, the two movies confused. Yes, Dan Hiday is in this one.
1: Get, so we get um a lot Vincent of Chevelli
3: uh, is another alien alongside Dan Hiday.
1: Yeah. The famous character actor.
3: <laughs> and I uh... There's an orderly that John Lithgow kills in a mental hospital. Who I don't want to say a young Jonathan Banks because he's never been young, <laughs> uh, but certainly the youngest I've ever seen him.
1: We also get that the president is played by Ronald Lacey, who was the creepy fucking dude from Raiders of the Lost Ark with the glasses Yeah, the- burns his hand. So we also- the president,
3: by the way, is, spends, spends the whole time, the whole movie, in this Terry Gilliam faction apparatus.
1: Yeah, because apparently he's, like, dying? I think it's bad. It's never really much much made clear. Something.
2: Like, yeah,
3: they don't really uh, explain it too Like much. I said, that, there's a lot of movies going on. That's
1: one of many. Yeah. Well, when they went to direct it, because the writer kept just deciding to write a different movie every time he'd sit down. And he'd write about 45 minutes and then um, uh, Earl Mark Roush, he ended up writing like so many different screenplays of Buckaroo Bonsai that when they went to shoot it, the director had this 300 page document called the Buckaroo Bible that had all of the backstory like, you know, Buckaroo's parents were killed by the World Crime League. They shot a scene where his mom was played by Jamie Lee Curtis so they literally have like get, oh an my entire God. like to
3: get ethos. the to get my hands on that yeah on that lookbook that would be a, that would be a fun read
1: yeah and music is done by Michael Boddicker who he did a couple movies but he also played synth in a ton of different groups he played synth for Barry Manilow on tracks and Randy Newman Michael Jackson he wrote Black and White for Michael Jackson as well as um. Fucking Captain EO movie. Talk.
2: <laughs> Captain EO is so rad. Yeah, music he is was by... Lord of the. <laughs> he was. I watched. I watched Captain EO as a kid. Uh, for for those who don't know, I grew up in Southern California, so did Alexis. But uh, I went to Disneyland a lot when I was a kid, and uh, I. I saw Captain Neo a few times, thought it was really lame. They brought it back for whatever, its 25th anniversary or some shit, a while back, and I saw it again, I'm like, this is fucking awesome. How did I not like this?
1: Yeah, I, I haven't seen it since I was a kid and hated it.
2: It is incredibly cheesy and
3: wonderful. You, I think you would love it now. Yep. I, I believe, just fun fact about Captain Neo, I believe Doug Benson was a backup dancer in Captain Neo, like an early gig for him. Probably to tell because
2: of all the makeup and stuff
1: but so before we jump into the the story of the movie make sure such to, as it is make sure to subscribe to us on spotify apple wherever you listen to your podcast tell your friends help get the word out give us a like a review a thumbs up a fucking big booty emoji
2: the peach use the peach
1: yes the peach uh, you can also follow us on instagram at exploit podcast or on that other site, exhibit, or,
2: well, exhibit's <laughs> going to give it to you, but so is Exploited.
1: Yeah, at podcast Exploit, or join our Exploited Discord. Uh, we also at the Discord the links on the website. We ha- we do watch parties every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern. So our lucky listeners that tuned in on Thanksgiving got to watch Buckaroo Bonsai.
2: Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. <laughs> yeah. So much to be thankful for here. Actually, it's it's fun. So if you've got time and want to spend Thanksgiving over there, then
1: yep.
3: it is a very entertaining movie.
1: And our website exploit. It's a great Podcast.
3: movie to drift off to while you're letting that tryptophan do its thing. <laughs> it's
1: true. So yeah, our website where all of our episodes and the link to the Discord is exploititpodcast.com. And so we're just going to jump right into this movie, which starts with a fucking on-screen story scroll. Which normally I'd hate, but it's got some fucking awesome synth music, so I'm okay.
3: It's definitely going for that. kind of like, you didn't invent this, George Lucas.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, because it's like a throwback to the old uh, serials, right? Yeah, it is. So this is also a throwback to the old serials.
1: And we learned that Buckaroo Banzai was born to an American mother and a Japanese father. And I'm like, then why is he played by Peter Weller, who is 0% Japanese? I know. They could have just said he was adopted and gotten around it that way.
2: That would have been the easiest. uh, I think that would be the easiest way. I want to see that book, man.
1: Yeah, we got to see the Buckaroo Bible. But it's so bizarre because he's a brilliant neurosurgeon who then decides to travel the world and learn martial arts and particle physics. I saw.
2: I saw this movie. It was called Doctor Strange.
1: Yeah, and he forms a rock band.
3: Yeah, he didn't do that.
2: Hong Kong
1: Cavaliers. Yeah. And then he's got a rocket car, a jet car that he's, like, gonna assault the dimensional barrier with. Yeah, he's gonna go to Plaid. Yeah, so before there's even an image on the screen, I'm already like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah,
3: there's there's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, get on. used to that feeling, because it's gonna be around. That's that's just the movie.
1: Yeah, that that's a heavy paragraph of text they give you. Yeah.
3: One of my favorite... Movie cars of all time, I gotta say, like it's there's Buckaroo Banzai's jet car, and then there's the modified Oldsmobile from Army Darkness.
1: Oh, that's a good
3: uh, one. That is a good one.
1: So we also learned that high above Earth, an alien spaceship is watching Team Banzai, and I'm like, there's fucking aliens too. Oh my god, movie, calm down. Yep, we got we got aliens. We got
2: dimensional travel. We've got test piloting, surgery, damn-
3: rock music, John Lithgow giving himself shock therapy.
1: Yeah. So when we go into like they're they're testing out this uh they're getting ready to test the jet car which is going to break the interdimensional barrier and they're like where's bonsai? Oh, he's we- off performing neurosurgery with Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> and they're like using a laser to vaporize a pineal tumor without damaging the quadrigeminal plate engage techno babble. Yeah, that happens a few times in
3: this yeah. movie. So, for for a goof, presumably.
1: And they're like oh,
3: this is the most this is the most bored man that's ever lived. He's just looking for something to
1: do. Yeah, and uh bonsai, he's like, "Well, we've installed a subdermal mi- a subdermal microphone which will allow a patient to transmit verbal instructions to their own brain." So,
2: Buckaroo <laughs> Bonsai is just ADHD manifest, like if ADHD
1: as a mental condition became sentient yeah well i was was like why do you need a microphone to control your brain if you can think to speak you're already controlling your brain are you though maybe your i mean
2: your brain (laughs) is controlling your speech
1: yeah and um (laughs) buckaroo's like hey dr zwiebel can you join my band and he's like okay i'll join your band i'll meet you tomorrow
3: Now I think this is the only reason we are given for him being dressed as a as a television cowboy the next time we see him, and for the most
1: and for the rest for the the next chunk
3: of the movie because he thinks he's Gene Autry
2: or some
1: shit. Yeah. So he arrives by helicopter to the jet car testing site. Um, We learned that this jet car is supposed to do five hundred miles per hour, and I'm like, okay, well the sound barrier is seven hundred sixty-seven, so how can it break the interdimensional barrier?
3: A hypothesis that's being tested, though, is for Buckaroo eye to uh, pass through solid
1: matter. Yeah, with his uh, modulator thingy. By going a bent horizon through the. <laughs> yeah, he does, and so he-
2: where he's going, he doesn't need eyes.
1: <laughs> he he goes right through a fucking mountain, and we go to a bunch of like weird video effects. I think I saw a naked man floating around at some point.
2: It's actually not bad. Thank you, like- Tyler Jordan. <laughs> yeah. It's. Really- Really not bad for 1984 special effects, honestly.
1: Yeah, And so he he gets out of the Event Horizon universe safely. Yeah, somehow he does not get uh, involved in a, a rape orgy,
3: rape-murder-blood orgy. Unless um, we involve another layer to his character.
2: Yeah. I think you'd have to have at least one other person in the car with him, so it's probably good that he just went in solo.
1: He's got some weird alien thing on the bottom of his car he's brought back with him.
3: As he passes through the mountain, he lances an alien boil that was maybe within the mountain the whole time, but we're not sure.
1: Yeah, Oscillation Overthruster, that is the name of what he has added to this jet car to to be able to do that. The thing
2: in this car looks like a flux capacitor.
1: Yes, it does.
2: Incidentally,
3: as of- uh, I didn't make that connection until I saw Christopher Lloyd a few minutes later, but I was like, oh shit.
2: Yeah. As of uh, as of today, the current world record for land speed is 760 miles an hour, set in 1997. So uh, they did break. We have broken the sound barrier on the ground. No, we did not go to any weird dimensions, but it is
3: technically possible.
1: And while this TV interviewer is talking to the Hong Kong Cavaliers, because Buckaroo's off doing other shit right now,
3: So like, this. This is like his
1: inner circle, like Elvis's crew. Yeah, he's got perfect <laughs> Tommy. It's his Twelve Disciples. Yeah, Perfect Tommy, Rawhide, Reno. And watching this on TV is Dr. Emilio Lazardo in a pretty lax mental prison.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: they're just letting him chill. Got us TV. Open,
3: yeah, op- open cells. Uh, Because like, he is doing... Diabolical shit out in the open and the orderlies are just like, eh, like Jonathan Banks is like, oh, he's not bothering anybody.
2: It's a state facility. That guy's not getting paid enough to give a shit about what fucking John Lithgow's doing.
1: Yeah, because they also come in it's like, oh, you got a package from the Yo-Yo people. You know, they don't check his mail. Who knows what's in that box?
3: Yo-Yo dying propulsion.
1: We also see him just perform electric shock on himself to force a flashback to where it's 1938. He's working with Hakata to make the first oscillation, over thruster.
3: Uh, this this is a difference of uh, what are we looking at? Uh, see, forty four years, and he does not look any different, like age wise.
4: Well,
2: well spoilers, he looks a little. Spoilers! Spoilers! I think he gets possessed by so, by that entity. He brings something back with him.
3: <laughs> the, the entity style. from Planet
2: Ten. Yes, yes. so um, so I think it keeps him from aging. I think.
1: He starts to, to do his little, like, jet chair test. Not a jet car, it's like a, it's a wheelchair. Yep. And Hakata's like, the, the experiment's not ready! And Emilio's just smiling and waving as he goes down this track. A bit
3: of miscommunication is here. really bad for such a big experiment.
1: Yeah. And he gets stuck half in and half out of the wall. And comes back insane and possessed. Attacking people, running around.
2: Runs off like uh, fucking Renfield.
3: <laughs> he does. Like he, yeah, he is almost running on all fours. He is
1: scampering. We also learned that uh, lithium is no longer available on credit in this hospital. Apparently, that was a line. That was, in fact, a line.
4: Lithium is no longer available on credit. T sub E. Jesus Christum. The ganglia twitch. We're home free. Home, home is where you wear your hat. I feel so break up. I want to go home.
2: Yeah, that's 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 not how that works. Uh, yeah, I mean you can wear your hat
1: in your home, but that is not usually the definition. George Carlos is at home is where you keep your stuff. He's insisting that uh, Jonathan Banks call him Lord jo- Lord John Warfin, and right, they're.
2: That's his, his alien name.
1: Yeah, and he's like, I'm going to escape tonight. And they're like, okay, yeah, sure. Meanwhile, Buckaroo, he's he's in his tour van. They're, they're, they're about to do a rock show, but first they're doing a spectrographic analysis in his fucking rock tour van.
3: If it's not groupies and coke, it's something else, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and their band is performing, and it is so 80s. It but is- the real
2: question is, are you two saxophones cool?
1: Yes, the dude that is playing two fucking saxophones, right next to a guy playing one saxophone. He's got kind of a one up that other dude. And Buckaroo, he's he's wailing on a guitar solo then he picks up a trumpet to show one off that it, I I know everything in the world.
3: Yeah, that's kind of the idea, I guess. And the the genre at this point is unclear. Yeah. The, it it just
1: is. He's like, stop, stop. I sense somebody is not having a good time. You know, is somebody crying out there? Oh, there, there you are, ma'am. Give her a mic and a spotlight. And we meet Penny Pretty, who's like, I don't have any money. They threw me out of the motel, out of the YMCA. And the crowd laughs. And so Buckaroo drops some philosophy on them. And he's like, hey.
0: Excuse me, uh, is someone out there not having a good time? So uh, somebody, somebody crying out there in the darkness. Somebody crying. I'm,
2: here. I'm sorry.
0: Um, uh, can we get can we get her a mic and a, a spotlight? Uh, Tommy, can we run her? Mike, uh, can we get the mic? mic? Are you serious? Yeah, run her a mic what's your name who cares well, I care, what's your name right Penny Do you say Peggy no
4: my name's Penny, Penny Pretty if it doesn't
0: matter, it's not important I just said Bunched up a little, uh, too much fat 69, that's all. <laughs> I'm down my last nickel in this lousy town. They wouldn't even take my luggage and hug. I lost my room at the Y this morning. But it's cool. Hey, 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 no. Don't be mean. We don't have to be mean. Because, remember, No matter
1: where you go, there you are. What? And everyone, wow. You're so amazing, Buckaroo. And he's like, I'm gonna play this song for you, Peggy. And he plays a a cover of the 1958 song, Since I Don't Have You. That's because, yeah, he calls her Peggy.
3: He does not get her name right for a while.
1: Mm -hmm. There's a reason for that. Yeah. And the band is like, Oh man, this is weird, and the I'm like, fuck is
2: he, he's going off script.
1: <laughs> and I'm like, this is what you find weird. Everything in this movie already has been fucking weird. But singing a romantic song to a yeah. pretty woman—that's—that's that's too fucking much. Well, they've known monster. him for a long
2: time, right? Yeah. Right, so, uh, so they got to be like, why is he serenading this woman? Because you know, they'd have to know that he's his wife died or whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah. Buckaroo is a. With ADHD and has terrible social problems, why is he trying to romance somebody now? Yeah, this
3: is not the right time for this. What is going on with him? Why her? Why did he stop a live performance to see why someone was not having a good time?
1: Yeah, I'm playing two saxophones over here. The fuck is this man doing? (laughs) But Penny decides that she's just going to end it right there and pulls out a gun to shoot herself. Yeah, that is... Yeah. That's, uh, that's some hard shit. And um, somebody bumps her, and the gun goes off and shoots the roof, and everyone in the band just pulls out guns. Like, they, they think somebody was she was trying to assassinate Buckaroo. They're all packing heat. And then we go back to the hospital, where uh, Lazardo was wearing some weird fucking military overcoat. And he's <laughs> like, I'm gonna go to Planet 10. Jonathan Banks is like, yeah, sure, whatever, doctor.
3: Yeah, the orderlies at this place could not be more boy who cried a wolf. They're just like, yeah, yeah, you're going to another planet, okay.
1: Yeah, And so um, he's like, Operator, I want to make a call to John Big Booty at Yo Yo Dine Propulsion in Grover's Mills. You tell him it's John Warfin. How do you, Mr. Big Booty. Yeah, and he kills Jonathan Banks, just snaps his neck. S- Jonathan Banks was annoying him, so. Yeah.
3: Everyone else In the lifts room him up with lives. one hand against the wall, and then just crushes his neck and his hand like
1: a fucking soda can. And he's like, "The time has come, big booty. Prepare for my return." And I'm like, "Big booty," I just I couldn't get over that when I was watching it. There's a character named I, Big Booty.
3: There's it was a. That, it was at that point that I turned on the closed captioning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I always have it on because
1: I'm old. My hear, hearing's going. And. He just walks on out, you know, because apparently they only have one guard in this place. And the rest of the people in there are like, yep, have a good time. Um, on his way out, though, he sees some crazies playing a video game of Buckaroo Banzai in the Hong Kong Cavaliers, which Lazardo decides to just trash.
3: Yeah, not a big fan of Buckaroo yeah. Banzai. Trashes it, by the way, by placing his hand on it like a faith healer, and just <laughs> sparks fly out of it.
2: Well, we, we know that those... Those alien creatures can, they use, like, electric shenanigans.
1: Yeah, actually, you know who Buckaroo Banzai reminds me of? Doctor Who.
3: (laughs) Yeah, he is Doctor Who. Yeah, he's like an amalgamation of a couple of them. Yeah. David Tennant, maybe?
1: Yeah, part David Tennant, part Matt Smith. Matt Smith, right. A little bit of Tom Baker in there. But anyway, he's, um, they're on the tour bus, which has multiple rooms. It has, like... Buckaroo's prayer room, where he wears a Japanese robe and carries a samurai sword. Um, and they've got some room that Penny is sleeping in, and they they realize, oh oh, she looks exactly like his dead wife. Uh, Rawhide breaks the news that Lazardo escaped.
3: All of that, and, by the way, the in inter- interrupting the the concert, pulling out a gun to shoot herself in the head, causing mass panic. That was all to say the Buckaroo Banzai has a type. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> a very specific type.
1: And Buckaroo basically tells her, like, you are one of us now. You will go on our adventures in my Hong Kong Cavalier TARDIS here.
2: Yeah, it is bigger on the
1: inside than the outside. <laughs> it is. It just has multiple rooms. It has this, like... That's what I hear. ...place where they're tracking, um, like, fucking electromagnetic disturbances. There's, like, four dudes on radios looking at monitors...
3: Again, believe for funsies. Yeah. Nobody is telling them to
1: do this. And they go and they pick up Jeff Goldblum dressed in a cowboy. And they're like, hop on board! Join our adventure! Because he thought they were going to be rehearsing. Yeah.
3: So Jeff Goldblum had no idea what genre it was either. And just took a wild guess.
0: Sydney Buckaroo! How's the patient? Oh, fine. He's doing fine, thanks to you. But more importantly, congratulations! You drove through a mountain. I did. You drove right through a mountain the other day. You did it right after you left me with the operation. You hadn't even said anything about it. Didn't even uh, mention you were going to do Sidney, it. Sydney, these are my friends. This is my colleague, Dr. Sydney Zweibel, old medical friend from Columbia PS. Howdy, howdy there. Listen, Sydney, I'm glad you could make it because it looks like we may need an extra hand sooner than I thought. Aha, uh-huh, I see an extra hand. Yeah, that's what I was wondering about. I mean, I got your message about rendezvousing at this address. Barely had time to pack my saddlebags. Then I came here, and I, I mean, could see that. Huh. Well, I'm going to snoop around. Make yourself at home. Okay. Uh, You know, I thought we were going to rehearse or something. Uh, You know, I'm a big fan of all you guys. I love the comic books and the records. I know you. You're Pecos. Perfect Tommy. Perfect Tommy? I'm sorry. You're you're Pecos. Uh, uh, Pecos in Tibet. Name's Reno. Reno. It's an honor. Where do you hail from, Doc? Uh, New Jersey. Fort Lee.
4: Uh, Where are your spurs at?
0: (laughs) What's he making fun of me?
1: Well, Buckaroo makes the assumption that since Penny's adopted... It's like, oh, maybe your twin sister was also adopted. and everyone buys it. so like they we're cool. And Buckaroo drags her to his press conference with the military and reporters. and, he and she gets to her sit her perfect perfect up there Tommy's right in the jacket. front. Yeah. <laughs> so she she's on the panel. The,
3: the pink leg the pink lingerie she woke up in plus perfect Tommy's uh, bright plaid blazer.
1: Yeah. like here's my inner circle. Plus a guy in a cowboy outfit and a, an underwear-clad homeless woman we picked up this morning. I, mean, I do. let answers
2: answer some I like questions. that scene. I like that scene of the jail where he's like, "Perfect, Tommy, give me your jacket." Why? Me? Because you're perfect. Yeah. I'm like it is. I'm like it is in your name.
3: Well, can't argue that.
1: And then we we has he's given his press conference about the oscillation thing. We see these absolutely turd-looking aliens in space, and they're like, oh, send down our uh, our thing. And then so in the press conference, Hakata's talking about and explaining the oscillation overthruster. He's talking all physics.
2: Yeah, they send him to the quantum realm,
1: basically. Yeah, and then Penny just suddenly bursts in. She's like, you mean you used oppositely charged particles to collide and blow each other up in a burst of energy? Yes, homeless woman, we did.
3: And you know so- a lot about Physics for someone who was just going to publicly commit suicide
1: a couple hours
3: ago.
2: <laughs> yeah. The more, look, the more you know about quantum physics, the more you
1: want to commit suicide. So they're like, Buckaroo, you have a phone call from the president.
2: So or they- you don't. It doesn't happen until it was, you're reserved.
1: Yeah, because yeah, he goes to the payphone and he just gets some sort of shock. And um,
3: That was a great line, though, where he says, you have a call from the president. The president of what? Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot
1: of Prestons. <laughs> and so he sees two aliens in the conference room, and he's screaming. Oh,
0: they are. Hey. Don't you see him?
1: What do you mean?
4: Ooh. Evil! You're simple from the eighth dimension! Grab him!
1: Um. Apparently he got a sort of, like, they live kind of shock.
2: Yeah. Now he, now he can see all the aliens living among us. Yeah, now we're in they live.
1: Yeah. And then John Big Booty... Comes in and takes Akata hostage. Luckily, Penny takes the oscillator and hides it. And I guess they're they're setting up for a motorcycle convention, and Buckaroo just steals a motorcycle.
2: Just because they want to drive, have a motorcycle chase <laughs> in this movie.
1: Yeah, and since right. music intensifies.
3: It's effective product placement, too, because he walks by this Harley-Davidson poster, and I was like, hey, I wonder if he's gonna, and then he does.
1: Yeah, he steals a Harley. <laughs>
3: I thought you were going to say, man, I really could go for a Harley Davidson right now.
1: And so... What is that? Then we have these two redneck hunters that are out in the forest, and they shoot at this like alien spacecraft.
3: Basically, Stephen King and Creepshow, but there's two of them.
1: Yeah, and so the... uh, They're arguing over what color it is. Yeah, this gloriously dressed black man climbs out of it and immediately falls over dead, changing into his alien form. And then we see another one take this, like, pink package and run away. And So,
3: per- yeah, so so a meteor lands, uh, a formally dressed, dreadlocked Jamaican man crawls out, dies instantly, and while the two rednecks are distracted with that, an exact copy of him exits with a cake
1: box. Yep. Um. They're looking at the dead alien and they're like, what's this he's got? Oh, it's the Buckaroo Bonsai comic. It's the latest issue. Which says, That's another thing. Who makes
3: this comic? I don't know, but it says Issue 1. And apparently it's distributed to the, to planet, the planet, to planet 10.
1: Yeah, it's in it, it, a planetary publication.
3: There's so many questions that do not get answered at any point. Oh, there are a ton of questions that don't get answered.
1: And then they're like, uh, he, he calls up Rawhide, and Rawhide's like, hey, somebody shanghaied the professor from the conference. And Buckaroo says, oh... The deuce, you say? And they're like, "Yep, it must be Lazardo. So let's let's investigate yo-yo dime propulsion. The lectroids that are led by Big Booty—they show up in their human disguises, trying to take away the body. Pay no attention to my alien pipe. Yeah, he's smoking a bong while they're doing this.
3: And <laughs> again, just in case you've never seen the movie, it's Vincent Chevalley. A subway ghost from Ghost just walks in, smoking a bong, going, hey.
1: <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Perfect Tommy's on the radio. He's, like, calling all blue blazer irregulars in the Garden State, Buckaroo in trouble. And one of these kids is, like, in a room with Buckaroo bonsai shit all over his room. And he's like, this you is man. Scooter Lindley, junior blue blazer irregular. And this little kid is played by Damon Hines, who's Danny's Glover's son in the Lethal Weapon movies. <laughs> yeah, and he comes out re- running to his dad. He's like, Dad, Buckaroo's in trouble. And his dad just happens to be jazz musician Bill Henderson.
3: Is that who that was?
1: Yeah. So Buckaroo explains about like, okay, oh, I got that shock. And now I know everything about Lectroids from Planet 10 by way of the 8th dimension. I have this magic formula on my hand. Let me lick my hand and stick it to you, Picata."
3: Uh, That's how he does it. I mean, I'm not a scientist. I can't say that's not how they do it in real life.
1: Yeah. And at this point, I realized that all of the electrodes were called John.
3: Yeah. Uh, that was because uh, I believe Dr. s they barely explained this, but he got like a ton of fake passports that were all first-name John, all weird-ass last names, like Big Booty yeah. and Smallberries. We'll get to that. Yeah, th- that poor bastard who got Smallberries. <laughs> And, um, um small so we have First native American name you could ever ask for. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Cause we get a, a line in there where the, the, cause there's the red ones, which are our bad guys. And then the black electroids, which were the ones in space. And one of the black ones, whose name is John Gant is like my profuse apologies to my homeland and my loved ones. John Valak is dead. He fell on his head, but perhaps John Parker will get through with our message. So even the ones that aren't like hiding out on Earth, as the red ones? They they're they're still black. I mean, named John.
2: It's a, I'm guessing that's just the surname for every 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 one of these. Yep. Or that's just what it translates. Maybe it's a title that just gets translated.
1: I don't know. So we have the gloriously dressed John Parker with his thick Jamaican accent, going, "I need to speak to the buckaroo! or whatever." Um, he stopped at the gate by a. I'm Blue Blaze regular Pinky Carruthers, randomly played by musician Billy Vera, whose biggest hit in 1981 was At This Moment. What? What? Yeah. Yeah. If I did it or something at this moment. He also wrote the theme to King of Queens, that the baby That's on probably, my life, I'll be driving home to you. <laughs> that
3: is probably retirement right there. Yep. The the residuals.
1: Yeah. yeah. So now that the Hong Kong Cavaliers have hacked into the Yo-Yo Dine database, and that's when they find that everybody is named John, Um, there's-
2: Like, like this is kind of sus.
1: Yeah, there's a a bunch of regular Johns, and then there's- I wrote down a few here. John Many Jars. (laughs) John Little John. John Smallberries. (laughs) That poor bastard. Yeah, John Smallberries.
2: John Starbird. but like, You get to meet John Smallberries later. Yeah, <laughs> he, he
1: isn't back in the movie. John Yaya. John Two Horns. And Reno's like, this has to be bullshit. Look at these fucking names. And then <laughs> another one's like, yeah, but there's a normal. There's John O'Connor. John, yeah, but then look, fucking John Smallberries. John Big Booty. Yeah, John Big Booty. Uh, like I, be- I
3: believe John John Smallberries. <laughs> uh was partners
1: with John Yaya. <laughs> <laughs> they were actually in that scene. We'll okay. see later. And Jeff Goldblum is like, oh, let's see, uh, let uh, you know, because why does Grover's Mill sound familiar? And he does this weird connection. He's like, 31 days, half of November, you know, to calculate October 31st of 1938. He, Jeff is the scene. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, that was the day of the, the World, world uh, the War of the Worlds broadcast by Orson Welles. And um, it was a hoax, but what if it wasn't? And all the, the John aliens came and, you know, they brainwashed Orson Welles. This is Queer, look. What's that? What do you got?
0: All these people applied for social security cards in the same town in New Jersey, on the exact same date. New Jersey? 46 Yo-Yo Dine employees, Grover's Mills, New Jersey. 11 138 I got some pictures, boys. This is a
4: practical joke. Check out these names: John Yaya,
0: John Parrot, John Big Booty. Maybe not. John Nolan, John O'Connor. No way, Jose. John
1: Smallberries. It's a joke. Maybe that's what uh, Buckaroo was talking about when he said. No, no, no,
0: Reno. There are no ages and no places of birth. Uh, Grover's Mill. Grover's Mill, 1938. Why is that so familiar? They all have the same first name. John, 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 John. Somebody's playing games here. This is statistically impossible. Uh, no, no, no. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, uh, November 1, October, uh, uh, 30 days have September, April, June, November, when short February was done, all the rest have 31, October 31st. Halloween. Oh, um, don't you get it? Orson Welles. You mean the guy from the old wine commercials? Uh, Halloween, 1938, uh, a war of the worlds, that fake radio news broadcast that got everybody scared thinking real live Martians were landing in Grover's Mill, New Jersey. But then it all just turned out to be a hoax. So? So maybe uh, uh, it wasn't a hoax, or I mean, maybe it isn't a hoax.
3: Yeah, so the theory now is that the War of the Worlds was not a hoax, that it really happened, and that these same aliens that they're dealing with now uh, mind-erased Orson Welles <laughs> back when he did it. And, and like, they're like, yeah, let's go with that. John, Jeff Goldblum <laughs> figures this out after taking a hit out of a snorkel.
1: Yeah. So John uh, John Parker, the Jamaican one, is trying to jump over the wall, but gets knocked out by the guards. Meanwhile- yeah, the
2: other three sneak in no problem. <laughs>
1: Yeah. They is there,
2: stop is there some sort of social commentary. Here? They, stop the <laughs> they stop the black one. They stop the
1: black one that let
3: the white guys go through.
1: The white guys go through.
3: You see what you see what
1: I'm seeing? <laughs> and so they find out that he was delivering this package that has a uh, a message, but they have to wear these fucking bubble wrap 3D glasses. And they don't bother to explain why. <laughs> <laughs> Just you have to wear the bubble wrap on your face to view the message.
3: That's how they work. So it's a spa day for everybody,
1: they're all <laughs> Yeah. And they watched the message from John M. Dahl from Planet Ten, who who talked about, oh, there was like L- Lord John Warfin, a bloodthirsty butcher as evil as your Hitler. And um we overthrew him and we condemned him and seven hundred of his followers to spend eternity in the eighth dimension. But since you took your oscillation over thruster and broke the barrier, they're trying to escape. So Whoops. Like, so
3: jumping to the Hitler comparison was also something we did back in
2: 1984. Yeah. I mean, it's it's easy, right? Like, we want to make to paint out somebody super fucking evil? All right, he's Hitler.
1: Got it. Yeah, and they're like, if you don't stop John Warfin by sunset, we'll fire a nuclear weapon at Smolensk in USSR and trigger a nuclear war. And they're like, end of discussion. And Bakru's like, what discussion? Yeah, there was no discussion.
3: Yeah, so all of this is is now explained to the president while he's in a craftmatic adjustable body cast.
1: Yeah, they're like, we're going to go to Yo-Yo Dine. Do you want a blue blade strike team? No, call the Kaladi brothers and the rug suckers. I'm going to go get my guns. And I'm like, that is just a bunch of nonsense right there. Pretty
2: sure that was ad-libbed. <sighs> yep, that's why we're here.
1: Yep. Penny finds the picture of Peggy Bonsai. He's like, oh, you were right. I, I do have an identical twin sister. Okay, I'm part of your crew.
2: He's like, yeah, that does look like me. All right, we good. That tracks. I do love this scene because he just talks about it. I had a girl and she's gone, and that's
1: all I'm going to say about that. That is, in fact, all he says about that. Well, yeah, except for, you know, there's probably a few chapters about Peggy in the Buckaroo Bible. Well, in the Bible, yeah, for sure. But in the movie, he says nothing else. So... They go to the lab to try and protect the Oscillation Overthruster. Buckaroo is dual-wielding these pistols. And there's an interesting scene here where they they go through and there's just a watermelon. And Jeff Goldblum asks, why is there a watermelon there? And they just go, I'll tell you later. I wrote, I have a feeling we aren't going to learn later. And we don't. Do you want to know what it was? So when they were making the movie, they were fighting real hard with the producers. And then they stopped getting notes back every day. And they're like, I don't think they're watching our dailies anymore. Well, let's put this watermelon in this scene and never mention it again. And then when they didn't get notes, they're like, okay, they're not watching our dailies. We can keep doing whatever the fuck we want. That well, yeah. would explain a lot. <laughs> because they in
3: fact
2: Yeah, do, I mean, oh, God, can you watch.
1: imagine
3: watching this shit out of order?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Rawhide gets paralyzed by some sort of alien spider, which they all know is called an arachtoid.
2: Well, I mean, did, I think... <laughs> I think the idea is that Buckaroo has, like, all this knowledge now about all these fucking alien things.
3: Yeah, yeah. Because, when, he took, when he took the call from the phone and took yeah. the jolt to the head. Because,
2: like, that gave him information, too, because he knew what they were suddenly. He has this formula. That's why he asked, like, I need to write this down because it, like, jotted the formula into his brain.
1: But nobody questions really an anything what he says. He's like, oh, look, it's an arachtoid. And they're like, oh, well, yeah, oh, yeah, it's one of those. Well, it's like, well. They, they he just gave has...
3: him that reputation, though. Like,
2: Right. They, they, it even comes up later when they're trying to tell us, like, hey, we're about the aliens are about to fall, fall, fire on, on Russia. And they're like, if anybody, if it was anybody else but Bakarubanzai I would say they're crazy. So they just believe him, no matter what he says.
1: Yeah, and so then we see the president and his national security advisor is played by Yakov Smirnov.
2: That is true. (laughs) In In Soviet Russia.
1: Yeah. In America, you do this. What a country. Yeah, that guy. Yeah.
3: Soviet Russia movies follow logic.
1: (laughs) Not this one. Um, In America, I find agent. In Russia, agent finds you. (laughs) Okay. That was one of his (laughs) actual jokes. (laughs) So Buckaroo and John Barker explain the situation to the president, and the president is like, Black Lectroids, Red Lectroids, Planet 10? There's a girl named John? I don't know what's going on. Just take care of it, Buckaroo.
3: Yeah. That's such a weird, like... Li- like personal limit. A girl named John? <laughs> yeah.
1: So Warfin calls Bonsai. They have Penny tied up and they're like, We have your Dr. Penny pretty He goes, Doc? <laughs> yeah, they 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 think she's a doctor and then a uh... I mean she knows
2: apparently quantum physics. <laughs> Maybe she is. Yeah. And she was dressed I mean it's, like, doctor. it's hard to get tenure.
1: They're like you know ten- they, say
2: pub- they say publish or perish? I guess she forgot to publish.
1: Yeah. And that's why she was homeless. Sure, a
3: lo- lot of doctors face homelessness right mm-hmm. before they get tenure. That's why. Uh, that's why
2: Nick Cage and Pay the Ghost was working those late nights. Yeah, and the-
3: <laughs> like Penny Pretty. See, I think the aliens are starting. I think the aliens are starting to spend enough time on Earth to where Big Booty was like, "Wait a minute, I know what that means now."
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then he, he starts correcting. It's Big Booty. It becomes like a Mel Brooks bit.
3: It is
2: like a...
1: (laughs) Head... Headley... Headley... Yeah, Headley...
2: You also say Froderick.
1: Count de Monet... Monet...
2: (laughs) Monet, yeah. It it is basically a a Mel Brooks bit.
1: And so they're getting the president to sign a declaration of war, which is bullshit. Only Congress can vote, but this is a fucking movie. It's the short form. Again, this is like a... It's suddenly become a Mel Brooks movie. (laughs) Warfin gives a speech to the Electroids and he goes... (laughs) Blacks are on this planet! <laughs> I love this speech so much. Um, when I posted that screenshot on Twitter, somebody was like, Man, that episode of Third Rock went dark. Yeah, <laughs> <Get> it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
3: remember Dick's poem, He was so xenophobic. Jesus.
4: Blacks are on this planet! Here, in the New Jersey coming to destroy us. We must act, escape, or die. We must work faster to finish the great vehicle itself, so we can enter the eighth dimension and free our trapped comrades we can return home and seize power once again. What is the greatest joy? The joy of beauty! Louder! The joy of beauty! History is made at night. Character is what you are in the dark. We must work while the clerk She's a ticking! We, I, and Zeke step to the back of the car! Where are
1: we going? Let it end! End real soon! And so they they bring the jet car, and that's um, them breaking into Yo Yo Dinah when we meet Yaya and Smallberries. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> The general—that was with the president has come along because apparently they trusted Yo-Yo Dine to build them a jet that they never did. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder what they used that money for. Yeah, <laughs> and he's trying to collect I on mean, it. Up until up until <laughs> Mars
3: Attacks, movie generals were very trustworthy.
1: And they—he's um, trying to chase down Big Boot. He's like, Big Boot, Big Boot, where's my jet, Big Boot? <laughs> and so they—they they decide to torture Buckaroo. They hook him up to this thing. Probe me, Th- Daddy. They're like, Big Booty, activate your probes. Yeah, probe me, Daddy. <laughs> booty <laughs> probes. Yeah, you know, when he breaks in, he talks to the guards, and he does. He has no problem with that their names are John Yaya and John Smallberries.
3: He doesn't care. Yeah, there's there's no a lot fucking of characters bomber. in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> There are a lot of characters in this movie that are just like in the same boat as the audience. They're just like, "All right, I'm I'm not gonna question anything anymore. Let's just do this."
1: Yeah, he just wants this fucking bomber. He needs to go bomb some commies. Come on. And um, they're sneaking around the facility, which there's signs that are totally horribly misspelled. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they have like nobody comes in here. N o b u d y c u m z then secret s e k r i t and i'm like i i don't think i'd want to come in there yeah it's all dirty so
3: like of all the aliens you've seen in movies pretending to be earthlings they are doing
1: the worst job oh. bend at the middle and they have this thing that's like on a constant recording that goes keep your nose to the grindstone the greatest joy is the joy of duty work monkey boys are feeble. Monkey
3: boys are in the facility.
1: <laughs> yeah, monkey boys. And so a Buckaroo and Sydney are making their way through the the catacombs of the building, um, while that fucking general is, like, ranting to Big Boot, and he, he's like, look at this place, it's a damn pigsty, don't you have any pride? Morphin goes, it's not my damn planet, monkey boy, and chokes him out. So
2: meanwhile, fucking Penny is getting tortured by ants and spiders and shit.
1: Well yeah, they, they, they decide to execute her by putting a slug on a racetrack, you know, and the slug is very gonna slowly go to her head. So of course they get it in time, it's a slug. <laughs> and we get our big action scene, his warfins flying into his ship and he says, Massacre them without a quarter Yeah. He he
2: needs to work on his uh his 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 lectroid to English translations.
1: He's like, put in our overthruster, and Big Booty's like, it's not going to work. Your overthruster is shit. And I love the line where he goes, shut up, Big Booty. You are the weakest coward I ever know. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd's just fucking flipping him off. Big Booty! And yeah, yeah.
3: Full alien, full alien makeup. Christopher Lloyd flipping <laughs> the bird yeah. with an alien hand.
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: Talking shit on what's basically a flux capacitor.
1: And so Morphin shoots him dead, and so he's just, like, hanging in this alien seat. And so the other guy just kind of, like, moves him out. This
2: is like the jump seat you put, like, when you have a flight attendant. Yeah. This is basically, like, the flight attendant jump seat.
1: And so they burst out of the factory, start flying around. Uh, Buckaroo takes their, like, little flight pod, figures out how to pilot it, and... Basically, uses the guns on the uh, escape vessel to destroy the whole ship. Yeah, apparently the escape vessel has it brings the DACA. I don't know. I know, and um, Bokaroo ejects with parachute. I mean, you
3: got to ask what what are you escaping to? Like, I get it.
1: And You know, he lands down there and he he's reunited with Penny and says, "Want to ride with me in the jet car?" No, he says that to the child because they think Penny's dead. Yeah,
3: to, um, to Nick from *Lethal Weapon*.
1: Yeah. Which, why they brought a child on this raid with them and gave him a gun?
3: Well, I mean, he already brought his own helicopter at that point. I would yeah. have given him a gun. I mean, he does good. He gets the
1: fucking general and takes back the quantum realm device. And, but yeah, Penny is dead. And um, the Electroids look from space and they're like, Oh, well, let's use alien magic and just zap her back to life. Yes.
3: For the... Through the thickness of their Jamaican accents. Yeah. And,
2: and then uh, pres- and then presumably they watch them fuck.
1: Yes. That's why they kept hanging around the planet. They're like, we want to watch them fuck, and they ain't going to fuck if she's dead, so let's go ahead and bring her back to life, just for the porn. Yeah,
3: she- he's not the Crypt Keeper. <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> um, we get end credits, we get uh, a promise to watch for the next Buckaroo Banzai adventure, Buckaroo Banzai against the World Crime League. Doesn't happen. Many reasons um, does not happen,
3: and this movie could have been franchised the fuck out.
1: Well, the, it it did happen. The sequel did happen. It was a novel by, you know, the the, the author that came out in 2021. Just <laughs> adapt it into a movie, then. Yeah, but Charlie, you can get that book now.
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna get that book, uh, and still continue to lie awake at night wondering what was in that Bible. That's yeah. 300-
1: Three hundred page Buckaroo Bible. So campaign—it's the campaign setting. So Kevin, where do you put this on the, the coffee scale? What kind of coffee is this?
2: This is like some nice light roast, mid morning. Just you've already got your your hard shit. You got the hard shit in you. You just need a little bit of extra push, and uh, you're feeling good and having a good time, laughing. Yeah, maybe, maybe. it's... It's not like the highest quality. Maybe it's a little weird. A coffee might be tastes a little weird, but it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, I I say that this is um enchilada flavored coffee that I did for the <laughs> Friday the thirteenth one. You know, it's it, it's that enchilada flavored coffee where you're like, Wow, this is this is bizarre, but I'm digging it. I'm digging That's it. Not how it works. <laughs> Give me another
3: like you're not you're, you're not drinking this coffee to do the coffee work like you're not depending on it you're drinking this just for the love of the game. Yep, yeah. this for the love of the coffee.
1: Just for the love of Enchilada flavored coffee. So That's that the, go ahead tell of my next album. That's <laughs> going to be the title of my next album. What for the love of Enchilada coffee. Yep. So that was Buckaroo Bonsai Across the 8th Dimension. Our second episode this week is another weird thing. Big Trouble in Little China. And then next week, Hail Satan. Hail Satan! Yep. And we will catch you then.